sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You know, we started this thing off last year with the quote, success comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. We embraced that last year. That doesn't change. For our team, it's embedded in what we do. You know, we didn't build this program on uh, hoping for one-year wonders or hoping for one opportunity. We built the program to be sustained. And you sustain it by what you do every single day. This program was built to be here for a long time. And we have an unbelievable footprint with which we get to recruit. So the five-hour radius, of Athens, Georgia gives us a chance to be around some of the best football student athletes there are in the country. No, I use it. Sounds I, good. I, it. It sounds great, but you better get past it quick in this league. Yeah. Because humility is a week away, and that's our that's our saying. And it's 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 tough, Tim. You know that bouncing off that, it's hard. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Thursday, July 21st. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Kirby Smart there yesterday at the SEC Media Day. It's been going on all week and it'll continue today. Well, baseball is back. Griner's not coming back anytime soon. What a heck of a guy that uh, James Harden is. Uh, changing in the guard at Miami. Joker is out, but Venus is in. Starting new, no yielding on healed, and uh, let the bidding begin. We'll get to all those stories. Plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, returns, open parlays, return, opposite picks, uh, one more day. Not quite enough games today to have a full slate of seven pack of opposite picks. So we'll have a return tomorrow for sure. But we'll get to all those stories in addition to your phone calls. You get 844-843-6879. What's going on, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Thursday? Nice little day here on Long Island. Uh, more signs of sharks in the water. In fact, it's gotten so bad here on Long Island, uh, sharks are now coming out of the water. Uh, yeah, they found a dead shark on one of the beaches here on Long Island. I mean, it is crazy. I, I can't help my, you know, the greatest movie of all time, bar none, Jaws. You know, that's what, uh, you know, the premise was that there were sharks in the water. They had to close down all the beaches and, you know, and the mayor didn't want to because it was going to cost them a summer. You know, I think about that. As opposed to now, that was one shark, you know, a couple of incidents. All right, people actually died. But we've had how many, uh, you know, New Yorkers that are listening here on Long Island anyway? Five, six, seven, eight sightings, people getting bitten. We had a, a lifeguard who was showing other lifeguards what to do if you're attacked by a shark. And he actually got attacked by a shark while he's showing the other lifeguards what to do. I mean, that's how bad it's been on Long Island. And now we got another one. Great white on beach. So warning after dead shark found uh, in Quag, uh, which is a town out east. Yeah, it's a pretty good sized shark. It really is. You know, it's funny. I was in uh, Myrtle Beach when did we go? Last year? Two years ago? Uh, something like that. Whatever it was. So we're fishing off the pier, right off the docks. No big deal. 
And my uh, my 15 year old daughter caught a shark. I kid you not, right? Little baby shark. It must have been uh, I don't know, maybe two feet tops, foot and a half, and we'll say long. And uh, as she was reeling it in, she got it out of the water, and then it just jumped off the hook, which is too bad because that would have been a great. We still lament that. That would have been a great picture. Her holding up a shark. Oh, that would have been good, but it just fell off. And then, uh, you know, a couple of minutes later, someone else caught the same little shark. So uh, why do I bring it up? Because as I told my daughter, I said, you know, if there's a baby shark around here, uh, mama shark has got to be around here somewhere as well. Uh, you know, little sharks, like, I don't I don't know how, you know, fish work. Do they lay their sharks anyway? Do they lay their eggs? It's not like, uh, you know, uh, you know, sand, uh, um, it's not like, uh, you know, regular fish where they lay their eggs and then they, they go. I'm thinking, uh, you know, if there's a shark that small around, and there's, there's got to be a mama shark around somewhere along the line, right? So, anyway, just kind of interesting. But, yeah, more sharks here on Long Island. What else is known? As I've told you before, I have a very good partnership with fish. My rule of thumb is I go in the water, you can eat me. You come out of the water, I can eat you. And that's, uh, you know, been effective for 40-plus years now. So uh, I'll, I'll continue to live that way. I, I will take my chance. Although I, I am planning on going clamming on Sunday. Been itching to do that. Love, love, love clams. I bought a new clam opener, like this mechanical thing, so it's nice and easy. And um, I've been meaning to do it. We, we went one time, and we couldn't find any. So now there's a couple places that are supposedly pretty good. So I'm going to do that this weekend. Uh, but that is... Uh, like, you know, knee deep, maybe. Although I did read a story, I kid you not, Monday, where a guy went clamming at the same spot I'm, I'm planning on going. And because the tide kind of came in so quickly, he got stuck. You know, as, as if you've ever been in the ocean, the tide comes in, then it falls back. And then the sand comes with you and you kind of fall deeper and deeper, you know, into the uh, the ocean, you know, an, an inch or so at a time. And then after like three, four inches, you just kind of move away. I don't know. This boat decided not to move. So he ended up being waist deep and he got stuck. They had to call the cops. <laughs> so in a week that I'm planning on going clamming, I got to read a story like that. Uh, but anyway, so uh, not a lot going on, but basically. Baseball is back. How about that? We have, what, five, six games. We've got a couple of doubleheaders. A lot of afternoon baseball, oddly enough, because of those day-night doubleheaders, including a couple of games that start in uh, literally less than two hours. So we'll get to those. we got our uh, pitching props uh, to get to and our open parlays and everything else. So stick uh, right there. we got a whole lot of entertainment for you. 844-843-6879. Ops Pick Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How many times have you watched the game over? No, I haven't no. watched many. I don't get a chance to. I don't yeah. get a chance to watch them. I come in for my son was watching it. Can I just it, say that? I'm like, God. On the pick, your vertical was impressive. Yeah, it, it, you were, it, tell, were you telling him to get down? Go, come on. Be honest. Were you telling him to get down? <laughs> yeah, I was telling him to get down. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I was telling him to get down, nobody understands. There was a guy coming behind him, and receivers uh -huh. are taught to do what? Strip and strip. That's right. So I was worried about get getting turning the ball over. Well, I think the biggest thing is time management for us during that time. You know, we, 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 we probably did more work in that championship run than we did in previous years. So the previous playoff we had, we didn't practice as many days in pads. We didn't condition as much as we did in this one. We felt like that was a very uh, integral part to our team is could we be the best conditioned team when we played Michigan? Could we be the best
best condition team when we played Alabama, and that was something that we really honed in on and thought was important. And our, our players bought into it. You know, you can't go in a room and say, "Hey, guys, we're going to run extra after practice," and they're going to feel good about it. They got to believe it. So we had a, a small group that felt like that was important, and they did it. And that was probably the one thing pushing the guys at the end of the year more than we usually do. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Kirby Smart yesterday, more of him from the uh, champion Georgia Bulldogs at the SEC Media Day. 844-843-6879. Good day for phone calls. 844-843-6879. Yeah, college football right around the corner. I did get my official uh, Mark Lawrence playbook yesterday, so we are underway. Normally what I'll do sometime in uh, August, uh, I'll just take a few days and just browse through it and make all my notes and go through all the college football and NFL stuff stuff um so that, that's when i'll really kind of have more thoughts on over-unders and different things like that but there was a we uh, me and joe ranieri last night on in-game live without the games going on we kind of broke down some of the nfl over-unders and we both agreed we'd like the the under dallas 10 and a half and lo and behold uh, they must have been listening to us uh because there was a story in the dallas morning news today about how uh, one of the biggest bets on uh, bet mgm is, is the under 10 and a half with the cowgirls which I'm not surprised. The only team they said that is uh, getting more under bets, the Chicago Bears at six and a half, Dallas at 10 and a half. Remember, 17 games. Uh, we'll start with Dallas. You know, are they going to go 10 and seven versus 11 and six? I bought into them so many times over the years. Uh, really, not that I've been a big proponent of them, but I bought into, you know, all the mystique and all that mumbo jumbo and that division was so bad. And not that it's, you know, great this year, but I think it will be a little bit better. I just said, not again. You know, it's one of those, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on uh, you. Fool me twice, shame on me. This is about fool me like four times, and I'm just, I'm not doing it again. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I, Dak Prescott has shown me that he's not a great quarterback. He's a, he's an average quarterback at best. He's had a couple of years, and really, when you really look at it, outside of that first year when he shocked everybody, he's put up the numbers. But if you watched him, you know, you and I could throw for 35 touchdown passes in an NFL season these days. I, I don't care about the numbers. I really don't. You watch the games. Do they get the first downs? Do they get the drives going? You know, do you get that winning touchdown? Uh, and, and the answer for the, all those things for Dak is no. No, he does not. You know, he just loses games. Dallas loses games. We'll put it all on him. But he's the quarterback. It comes with the territory, right? If you got to get the praise, you got to take the blame. So, you know, they've lost way too many games over the years. I know they won 12 games last year 12 and 5 but uh like i said you know it was a cupcake division i think it'll be a little more difficult this year and i'm just he's just not that good he just is he was good he's a decent quarterback i'll, I'll give you that he's, he's probably you know top average if you want to divide it into 16 he's in the top 16 i'll prob probably give you that but not not top 10 and that's for sure and i'm talking you know 16 15 maybe 14 he's just you're not going to win with him you haven't, hasn't won so far, and I don't think that's going to change, and you're stuck with a quarterback making $40 million a year. So I'm more inclined to think they'll go 10-7 and seven versus they will 11-6. and six. There's a lot of losses on that schedule, Cowgirl fans. I got to tell you, it's not an easy schedule. That's the other thing, and I know it's difficult at times to play this win-loss, win-win-loss type of thing. I actually do enjoy that. 
but I'll admit maybe a month into the season, you could generally throw that stuff all out the window because teams you thought were going to be good are bad and teams you thought that were going to be good or are bad are good. So I get, I get that. But when you look at that Calgary schedule, you know, there, there's some uh, there, there's some landmines on there. Uh, of course, my computer's going to freeze right now as soon as I bring this up. Um, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, there we go. You know, they got the open up with Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. And already they could be 0-2. And those are at home. Then they have a Giants team on Monday night. You know, that's a rivalry. And Monday night at the Meadowlands, you know, the place is going to be all pumped up. And they got Washington. They have the Rams on there. They have the Packers on there. They have the Colts on there. They have the uh, Tennessee Titans on their schedule. In addition to then the, the, the division with Philadelphia being a playoff team. That, that's... You know, outside of playing Detroit, Chicago, they got Houston and Jacksonville. So they got four cupcakes that you'd think they would win those games, especially since uh, Detroit and Chicago uh, and Houston are, are all at home. And only Jacksonville's on the road. So, I mean, that, that's like four gimme games. I mean, could they lose those games? You know, I, I, I doubt it. I'll admit that. But I, I still don't think they're going to do well the rest of the year. So I'm not surprised that uh, the report is that they're uh, going on the under. And then the Bears would, would be the other one. Uh, and not too many people have confidence in the Chicago Bears this year. Um, I actually think they could be halfway decent. But uh, I'm not ready to say I'm going to go over or under uh, on that one. Good old James Harden. Uh, we got to bring this up. You know, it's a day or so after telling the world, that he's willing to take less money with Philadelphia so the 76ers can go out and sign some decent players. And I kind of made fun of him yesterday because the players they've signed so far, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, DeAnthony Melton, I mean, are you kidding me? He's giving up millions of dollars for these bums? <laughs> are you kidding me? If I'm James Harden, right? I just said it yesterday. I'm going back to Philadelphia's management saying, what, what are you doing? You know, I'll give up $10 million. I'll give up five. I'll give up maybe 15 or even 20. But you got to go get me a real player, for goodness sakes. I'm giving up money for 90-year-old P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, and DeAnthony Melton, whoever the hell that is. So a day or so later, yesterday, it's revealed Good old James really swallowed his pride, really sucked it up, really took one for the team as he signs only a two-year, $68.6 million contract. Oh, brother. He declines a $47.5 million player option for the next season. I get that. But... It's not like he took $20 million. You know, he penciled himself in. Think about it this way. The last we saw James Harden, you and I could be guarding him, right? So is James Harden going to have another year like that? And if so, how much money is he going to make next year, the following season? So he'll make 47 this year. In order for him to take less money, he would have to make more than $21 million the following year. Is James Harden going to get a $21 million contract the following year, one year older, if he looks like he looked in the postseason last season? I kind of doubt it. You know, I, I love these guys. They want to come across as noble. Okay, I'm going to decline by $47 million. I want Philadelphia to have more money. I'm willing to take less money. You, 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 explain to me how turning down 47 so you can get $68.5 million is taking less money. 
Explain to me, Lucy, how that is. And he can opt out of his contract. I don't know why he would after the first season. Oh, what a guy. Well, what a guy. Boy, I tell you, it takes a real trooper to turn down $47 million so you can accept 68 Boy, I tell you, that really takes a real team leader to do that. <laughs> what a joke. I don't think I was going to sign like a 20 maybe $25 million contract, right? Decent money. He, he deserves something. And, you know, leave about $25 million or so on the table. Okay. Only in the NBA... Can you be labeled a, a martyr for taking 68 million instead of 47 million? What a goof. 844-843-6879. Opposite picks right here. Sports Good Radio Series 6759. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number again, 844-843-6879. Baseball is back. How about that? Ah, uh, brother. And when do you hear the story about uh, Bobby Benny I have for you? Um, and Brittany Griner's in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, and, and so is uh, Novak uh, Djokovic. But uh, the bottom line is uh, baseball is back. We got a couple of doubleheaders today. Uh, kind of a weird schedule, you know, in that they only have these two games. Then those four teams play other teams tomorrow, which kind of weird. But uh, the whole baseball season is weird because of the uh, lockout strike, whatever you want to call it, at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, teams not playing on Sunday, teams not playing on July 4th, uh, teams having double headers today, but then have a new series begin tomorrow. So we got the Stanks and Astros beginning at one o'clock. We got the Rangers Marlins beginning at one o'clock. Uh, Stanks and Astros are the uh, that's the first of a day night double header with the second game starting right around 630 or so. You got Tigers A's starting at 3.30, first of two. And then uh, the later one at 7 o'clock or so. And then the last one on the board will be Giants and Dodgers. Uh, they begin a series. So one, two, three, four, five, six games. Honestly, as we always are here, they're not great betting opportunities when it comes to picking who's winning and losing. Stank still don't even know. They just announced it. Okay, so Montgomery's going to go for the Yanks game one. Uh, Herman's going to go for the Yanks game two. He makes his return. How about that? Um, but I'm not a big fan of betting these doubleheader games. I mean, you just you don't know who's playing, especially after the All Star break. Who's really mentally there? Who's not? All the guys that played in the All Star game, I'm guessing, are not going to play in the day game, just to give them just a little bit of an extra rest. But in general. I'm not a fan. You know, I, I like things even, even keel. You know, the same thing, the ritual, same old thing. You know, you play a night game, you get up, you do your routine, you play the night game the next day. You know, whenever you throw any kind of curve into that, any kind of wrinkle, it just nah, just, just screws things up. So we'll bet them. I got some uh, over-under bets here that we'll lay out in a sec. But for the most part, I'm not a fan of doubleheaders. Uh, you know, Tigers and A's, I mean, whoosh. You got to really be desperate to bet that, right? I don't think I'm that desperate. We'll find something with Yanks and Astros. Uh, Rangers and Marlins actually not too, too bad with John Gray and Lopez on the hill. And then obviously Giants Dodgers pretty good. So uh, we got our uh, pyramid plays. We got our um, pitching prospects uh, as well. So 
Uh, we will get to those in a second. Got the three winners for you, uh, although it may be more now that they finally announced who's starting. Uh, maybe before we're through here, we'll get some numbers on the Yankee pitches because they had not announced that uh, as of literally a half hour ago. So now they do. So maybe FanDuel will post some strikeout totals for those guys. All right, 844-843-6879. Let us go to the phones. Our good buddy, John in Manhattan, starts us off as he likes to do. What's going on, John? How are you on this Thursday? Uh, I'm doing all right, Scott Winch. Uh, when you're talking about the sharks circling in the water, I was thinking about your last days over at the, the fan with Stevie Cohen out for you, Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, yeah, at the, at the four-letter network, or three-letter network, yes. By the way, I did, you know, I, I told you, front page of Newsday today is the story, Great White on Beach. So I go to the story, I swear, right underneath it, cops, shark bites surfer's foot off Fire Island, which is another part of Long Island. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. It, it, they're all over the freaking place. And this dead, this is a great white. This is not like a little baby shark. This is a great white shark that's got to be, I don't know, five, six feet long, eight feet long, they're saying, between seven and eight feet. Holy, you wouldn't catch me dead, pardon the pun, in the water these days. Well, if you're at the beach, Scott, as long as you don't uh, encounter a Coney Island whitefish, you're doing fine. And uh, I won't explain what that is over the air, but you can Google it. Coney Island whitefish. <laughs> it's actually the okay. name of an I don't know what that is. But uh, we'll get into oh, okay. that maybe okay. on the podcast, Scott. Um, uh, (laughs) Aaron Judge, if I'm not mistaken, is in the starting lineup this afternoon. Um, Really? Okay. uh, Megan Rapinoe, uh, do you know that President Biden gave her the uh, Medal of Freedom? Yeah. Yep, I did. I saw that uh, last week, week and a half or so ago. Yep. And uh, speaking of nauseating, last night uh, ESPN gave Albert Pujols the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. So I guess since Ali was unfaithful to his wife and uh, Pujols turned turned his back on his uh, his cancer-ridden wife, they have that in common, so he deserved the award. Uh, comment on that, Scott. And uh, Oh, yeah, Rapino was flipping off the cameras last night, uh, uh, giving them the middle finger. And also she um, and Steph Curry – uh, mentioned Brittany Griner, and you and I mentioned that in April. So where have they been, Scott? So uh, I don't know. Give a little uh, fire to these people. to Give them some heat, Scott. Thanks. All right, John. Good job. Um, I did not watch a second. You know, I was working, but I wouldn't have watched a second of the dopey ESPYs anyway. I'm not a fan of that stuff. I'm just not. Whether it's on the ESPN or the three-letter network or Fox, or you know, I'm just not a fan of pompous-ass athletes, you know, hopping praise uh, on, on top of them like they need any more props, right? I mean, really? I mean, you need to you – know, so I'm not a big fan of, of that whole situation. Um, I, I'm just not – so I didn't watch it, but the humanitarian award, Albert Pujol, really, really? Well, you know, listen, he's been a great player. I point to him all the time when I'm downplaying Mike Trout, whenever I say, you know, guys who have great, great numbers, right? I, I always mention Pujols. I mentioned Cabrera. So I respect the heck out of what he's been able to do on the field. Who knows if he did roids or not? There's always been speculation, but no proof. So, okay. 
you want to give it to a guy who left his uh, wife uh, high and dry. She's sitting there basically dying in a hospital bed with brain tumors. And, and so he can go to training camp for this kiss-ass little tour that he's on. He's the great humanitarian, really? And they had the audacity the other day in the baseball, uh, you know, the home run derby to call him a great family man. Really? Great family man <laughs> leaving his ex-wife or wife, whatever the heck she was, you know, in a hospital bed with brain cancer so he could get the training any camp like it really matters like the st louis cardinals are gonna cut his ass if he came a week or two weeks later oh you gotta be kidding humanitarian award really really what great humanitarian efforts has he done Wow. Uh, and then uh, I, I, I'm not shocked that if it's true, and I have no reason to think you're lying, John, that, uh, you know, Rapina would be flipping off the, the, the uh, cameras. I don't know why she would, but, well, she's got some issues. That's for darn sure. She, she, she's, wow. Okay. And it, it's about time someone's hopped on the, the, the Brittany Grider situation. We were. We were the only ones that were talking about it. We, this poor woman who stuck over there in jail. No one gave a peep about it. It took, what, five, six months now for people to finally acknowledge, hey, yeah, yeah, you know what? The, 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 this woman's uh, not coming back here. She's not playing for the Phoenix Mercury. How come? What, what's going on? You know, where, where is she? Jail? Jail? What do you mean jail? I heard something about that on Sports Grid. Somebody was, uh, was bitching about that. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, all these people late to the party meanwhile you got a spokesperson for russia oh by the way lashing out at the united states uh saying that uh, we should not be and i say we being in the country should not be calling griner's detention a wrongful detention says it shows disrespect for russian law oh she's screwed she's screwed Listen, I understand that's how it was supposed to be. <clears throat> that, that's supposedly how they thought uh, she would have an easier path to getting out of there. But the moment she admitted in court that she had those canisters, um, she she was effed. She was effed um, the vape canisters containing the hashish oil. She, you know, I said it the other day. Listen, those are the rules. You know, if in fact she really did have it, have it and then she pled guilty to it so i can only take for what she said then she screwed she effed up those are the rules of the country what are you gonna do she's been over there and we you know we talked about this she's been over there a couple of years now playing basketball in the offseason she knows the rules she didn't know she didn't intend to break the law when, when, try telling that to a u.s court judge let alone a russian judge you think that's gonna hold any water and now you got our government you know they're saying it was a wrongful detention and this and that i now you got them all pissed off. She can be detained until December 20th, and that's even before they label the 10-year sentence on her if they want to give her the max. I'd like to think she would get credit for time served, but who knows in Russia? I mean, she can be there for, you know, 11 years. And now we, now we got them all pissed off that we called it a wrongful detention. Way to go. Could you imagine, dare I say this, he was reserve this stuff for the podcast. But they, could you imagine if Trump was in office right now and this same stuff would be happening? All the woke community would be destroying him, just destroying him and the government and the whole kit and caboodle. Meanwhile, it's Biden and really not a peep, not a peep. Let let the let let the Biden do and say whatever he wants, and we'll characterize it any which way we want. Meanwhile, it's just putting her deeper and deeper in a Russian jail. So. Anyway, uh, tennis news. Speaking on the international front, U.S. confirmed yesterday that uh, Novak Djokovic will not be allowed to compete in uh, next month's U.S. Open here in New York. 
And listen, before you blame the U.S. Open, um, blame the U.S. government if you want to blame anyone, as they pointed out in their release yesterday, saying that um, they have to follow U.S. government rules on keeping unvaccinated uh, non-U.S. citizens out of the country. Typically, they said the organizers, eligible players, would be automatically seated, but obviously they were unable to do that with uh, Djokovic. U.S. Open does not have a vaccination mandate in place for players, but it will respect the U.S. government's position. I don't think you really have a choice uh, regarding travel into the country for unvaccinated U.S. citizens, the statement read. So, well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Novak doesn't want to get the shots. He doesn't want to play in the U.S. Open. At this point, you know, he's moving up the record books. He has a great chance to win the Open because, uh, you know, he's going to be by far the overwhelming favorite. But uh, if the shot is that much, uh, you know, more important to him, then then, then so be it. you got to respect that in some ways. Disappointing, but, re- but respected. Venus Williams, though, will play in the U.S. Open. How about that? Opposite Picks continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, the music is there, but the opposite picks are not. Uh, yes, unfortunately, no opposite picks today. Got six games, but I don't like them, and I'm not going to force the issue. Um, so we only have the doubleheader games as well. I, I hate doubleheader games, so opposite picks will return on uh, on Friday. But we do have our pitching props. That uh, we do have. We got three strikeout totals. Uh, we're going to stay away from the Stanky game, uh, at least from uh, the Yankee standpoint, just because Houston is the second best team, meaning they strike out the second least amount of times in all the baseball. That's pretty good. So I stay away from, believe it or not, the top three, Cleveland, which I wouldn't suspect, Houston, okay, and Washington. Uh, is the third fewest strikeouts, uh, believe it or not. Mets is on the list. Uh, Royals, I wouldn't guess. White Sox and Rockies. Uh, I don't know playing in Colorado with the thin air, but uh, I try and stay away from those teams uh, whenever possible. So we like to hop on the others. So we have three plays for us here. And we've been on fire with this stuff, as you LL's uh, loyal listeners know. Uh, you know, we, we've kind of turned this into our shots on goal. We've gone from the NHL shots on goal to strikeouts. Uh, we will tabulate. I, I didn't uh, keep track last week, uh, bad on my part, but I'm saying we were something like 15 and 5. We, we were on fire. So we'll start from this point on with our overall records. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the Texas game. Uh, John Gray is 6.5. All right, um, big number. I, I prefer, you know, guys in the four and a halves to five and a halves, but it is what it is. It's six and a half. Now, he's hit seven or more strikeouts in his last four games. Taking on a Miami Marlins team that's not very good. They're not on the list as far as top one, two, three, four, five, six strikeouts. Uh, they're in the middle of the pack there, but you know what? They're a bad uh, baseball team. Gray, six and a half. He's hit that four straight times. I'm even going to go eight or more on FanDuel at plus 158. little bonus action. Next one we're going to play. Uh, th- this is a rarity. A rarity amongst rarities. But we're going to go under Tariq Skubal of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, they're taking out. It's the first of a day-night doubleheader with the Oakland A's. A's also kind of middle of the pack. No plus, no bad with them as far as their strikeouts go. Why are we going under, Scott? Well, 
FanDuel has his total at six and a half. He's only hit that one time in his last seven games. Only five times the entire season. Five and 13. Not exactly sure why it's six and a half. You know, the A's stink, but again, you know, they're middle of the pack as far as strikeouts go. You know, he's hovering around that six and a half, but he's you know, really generally caps out at five. Uh, his last few games, five against Kansas City, seven against the White Sox, one against Kansas City, five against San Fran, five against Boston, four against Texas, five against Toronto. Uh, did have nine against Pittsburgh and six against Minnesota before that. Five against Cleveland. Five against Cleveland uh, again, back-to-back games. So he's a, well, he's a model five. One, two. If I could bet on exact how many, boy, it'd be all over to five, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six times in the last two months he's had five strikeouts exactly. So, again, well, you know, you would think it would be five and a half, not six and a half, right? But it's six and a half. So I got to go under. As much as I hate going under. And it is a day and night doubleheader, so you're not going to get the true A's lineup. So you might get some bums in there, even more so than what the A's normally have, which may lead to a couple more strikeouts. Maybe that's why it's it's like a strikeout and a half higher than what it should be. But I'll, I'll go under six and a half. And then uh, last one, um, same scenario with the A's. Uh, Frankie Montas, we're going to go over five and a half. Now, it's a little juiced, 154. It's, you know, it's one of those where I normally wouldn't play it, to be honest with you. Uh, he's pitching in the second game for uh, for uh, Oakland, but it is a day-night doubleheader. You're going to get backups in there for the Tigers, and, um, you know, it's just he's hit five of the last nine, six strikeouts or more, so it's an even bet, and you're going to lay a little juice here. But, eh, you know, there's only a couple of guys. First time back, eh, well, we'll throw a dart on it. Why not? You know, he has shown the ability to have decent numbers. If you look at his game log, uh, his last one, he had one, obviously not good, but that was only one inning, you know, on Sunday. So we'd throw it out at the window. Uh, before that, he had seven. Then he had eight with Seattle uh, or against the Seattle. Uh, then four and two, but he's got a seven thrown in there. He's got an 11 thrown in there. He's got a 12 thrown in there. Um, if you want to go back to May. So he has shown the ability. Uh, this will be the second time he's faced Detroit. He faced Detroit back in May. He struck out four in uh, six plus innings. So, eh, you know, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a Thursday after the break. We need some action. So let's go over. Um, looked at the, the first game for the uh, Astros, and we're going to lay off Valdez. Um, you know, the numbers just don't uh, equate it. And let me see uh, Garcia. Let's see if FanDuel has uh, Luis Garcia for the Astros pitching in the second game. These guys were just announced. So let us go and check this. Pitcher props. Uh, nope, no pitcher props yet for the second game for uh, Houston. Uh, we'll, we'll check that one more time maybe before we're through. So we'll stick with those three. Gray over six and a half. Montas over five and a half. And then under uh, Scooble six and a half. And then put a little parlay in there just to have some fun. It's one of the beauties with FanDuel. I love the fact that they give you adjusted totals. So if you bet the over on um, Scooble, and let me just uh, make sure which one we're going to choose. Uh, we're going to go over eight. Why not? We're going to go over eight strikeouts plus two to one. 
And then we're going to go to John Gray and put his over in. And let's see how high we want to go with Gray. His number originally is, uh, what, six and a half? Let's go uh, alternate strikeouts. Let's go eight for him at plus 164. You put a parlay in together with those two, and it pays seven to one. Seven to one. That's actually not bad. You know, that, that's not bad at all. So, uh, you know, just to have some fun uh, first day back. All right. We don't have the uh, – we're, we're jumping off the bandwagon. We, we, we tried to put the black cloud on the stankies, you know. Uh, we went, what, eight and five. Then we put them in that uh, Yankee lane and run and a half, uh, go against Kansas City, run and a half parlay. So we went 0-10. It finally did hit on Sunday. But obviously, it, it didn't work out. So we're going to throw those two teams out. And we're going to start a new new philosophy. But to be fair, I will keep that minus $1,000 that we have. Always like to be fair. We're going to take the Yankees out, and we're going to put the Dodgers in. We're going to take the Royals out because somehow or another, at one point, the worst team in baseball all of a sudden came alive these last two weeks ever since we started playing against them. And we're going to put the Nationals in. Why is that? Uh, you know, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. The Dodgers are great. Uh, they're on a roll. They, they got all the earmarks of a 105-win season. I mean, they're just on a tear of late. They're obviously good anyway, so it's not a fluky thing. Uh, they've been beating the snot out of the competition. You know, they got a pretty, uh, you know, decent schedule. Second half of the year. Uh, they win all these games by two runs or more. In fact, they've only won a game by one run, and they have what? How many wins? They have 60 wins. Take a get a little pop quiz. How many do you think one-run victories do they have out of 60? What, about 20 or so? Let's see. Uh, let us count them up. Let us count. Let us count. Let us count. Uh, let us count. Um, let us count. There's one, finally. Okay. May 15th was their first. Their 21st win of the season was their first one by one run. That's two, that's three, that's three, that's, jeez, we should have been on this team a long time ago. That's four, five, five, wow, at a 60 win, is that possible? At a 60 wins, they have won their games by two runs or more 55 times. Yikes. That's why we're putting the Dodgers in there, laying a run and a half. We'll get the Stankies out of there. The Nationals, they're just as bad the other way. Out of their, how many losses do they have? Uh, 150? Out of their 61 losses, 63 losses, excuse me, they have lost theirs by one run or more just 15 times. So it's not horrible, but it's not, you know, they, they're awful. They're, they're just atrocious. Um, of course, we had Kansas City in there. Out of their losses, they only lost uh, by one run eight times. But they were winning these stinking games. Nationals are not winning. At least Kansas City has 36 wins. Washington only has 30. They're, they're, they're not going to win 50 games this year. So uh, that's going to be our new automatic play every single day. Dodgers laying a run and a half and laying a run and a half on whoever's playing the, the Washington Nationals.
All right, our open parlay. Last we left you, uh, we lost. We had a nice little roll going, but then we bet Kyle Schwarber, thank you, four-letter network, against uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Humanitarian himself, Albert Pujols, in the first round of the home run hitting derby, so we lost that one. So we're starting everything fresh and new today. So do we have a winner we could put on there to start off the, uh, the second half of the season? Miami, Texas? Nah, not really. Uh, Astros, Stankies? Possibility. Detroit, Oakland? Nah, not really. Uh, second game, Astros and uh, Yankees? Nah, maybe. Uh, Dodgers, uh, Giants? You know what? You got uh, Mikey White on the hill there. Good old Mitchie for the, uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, could go Astros first game with Javier. Uh, which one are we going to choose, Scott? Let's get the uh, Dodgers are on a roll. Well, the, 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 you know what? This, the Dodgers are on a roll, so let's not fool around. We'll go Dodgers minus 136. We're going to put full unit, $100 on that one, $100 to win 73. And there we go. We'll start the first one off Dodgers minus 136 to win 73 bucks. All right, underdog parlay, yeah, there's nothing really there underdog-wise, so we'll lay off that. Although, let us check the uh, WNBA, uh, because I do believe they are back in action tonight. I don't know why they wouldn't have any games yesterday, but they have them tonight. Actually, they have one this afternoon and then one uh, later on tonight. You got um, the Sparks laying two and a half against the Dream. Eh, Dream might be a live dog. They're coming up a monster win over Las Vegas. And then you got those same aces uh, playing the Indiana Fever. I tell you what, they're laying 17 and a half, but Las Vegas is the best team in the WNBA, and they lost to Atlanta at home. They got embarrassed. Tough laying 17 and a half, but if you like playing uh, you know, WNBA action, uh, the aces would be the play. I would lay that 17 and a half. But for our purposes, we'll, we'll lay off that. So we'll just stick with just the, uh, the Dodgers uh, with that one. No home run parlay because FanDuel, you know, for whatever reason, is not posting those anymore. I don't, it was nice and easy. Uh, ah, you know what? They have it today. How about that? How about that, FanDuel? Parlay Builder, you hit it. There's the icon with the seven things that I tried to explain to 5,000 customer service workers the other day, last week. Uh, wasn't there before, and now it is. So you want to build a home run parlay? We'll build one. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll throw a, a home run parlay at you. Why not? Uh, we'll pick up on that. Dodgers, Nationals, that'll be our regular play. Obviously, it's not going to play today because uh, the Nationals are not in action. The Dodgers are. All right, Opposite Picks continues on this Thursday right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Why don't we squeeze in another phone call? Our good buddy from the podcast, Shuba, checking in from Virginia. What's going on, Shuba? How are you today? Ah, he hung up. All right, Shuba, we'll get you on the podcast. All right, so that means we'll throw in our home run parlay. Uh, we got the five guys. Uh, you don't have a lot of gain. Be careful because, you know, you're betting on these guys. And uh, I'm guessing, without knowing, but I'm guessing you're betting on these guys for one game, not both games of the doubleheader. 
So uh, I, can you imagine picking the guy for the first game, but then the guy hits the home run in the second game, and you think you won because you hear Aaron Judge hits a home run, then you find out it was in the second game, and you bet him in the first? Oh, that would suck. Uh, so be, be careful with this, with these two doubleheaders here. So these are all first-game players. <clears throat> We're going to go with uh, Marcus Simeon of Texas. We're going to go with Aaron Judge. We're going to go with Jonathan Scope. Uh, we're going to go with Sean Murphy and then uh, Seth Brown. Five-team uh, home run parlay. Uh, if you put a dollar on that, as we do, that will pay $3,459. Cha-ching, cha-ching. $3,459. Let me write that down. Uh, three, four, five, nine. Uh, there you go. Uh, we've hit the, well, we haven't hit any of these. We've tried nine times, and so far we're over for nine. But uh, we'll hit one of these. Uh, it's all it takes is just one, and it's only for a buck. Dollar in a dream, as the, as the saying goes, right? Dollar in a dream. By the way, I got to check out my uh, Mega Million numbers from the other day. Um, I forgot about those things. Uh, Miami, Hurricanes, a couple stories here. They're ditching the turnover chain. How about that? No more turnover chain this year. You know that goofy contract that Bobby Bonilla has with the Mets you know, that's going to pay him $1.1 million over the next uh, you know, 15 more years? Uh, he's putting it up for auction. Obviously, you don't get the proceeds of the contract. You just get the contract itself. Opening bid, they're putting at $10,000, the famous Bobby Bonilla contract. That'd be kind of cool to have, you know? Uh, I wonder how much that'll sell for. But I would I would like that. I'd put a bit into that. Football full circle coming up next. We'll talk to you later on tonight on In Game Live. Enjoy your day, folks.